0: An OHSU study published in the journal Nature made international headlines recently. But how does a study become a headline, and what happens when the news breaks before it's supposed to? It's Monday, August 14th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Eric Robinson is a senior media relations specialist in my department, strategic communications. Kelsey Hewalt spoke with him about this recent breakthrough.
1: Well, Eric, thanks for joining us today. So to get us started, can you give us a quick overview on what the study was about?
2: You bet. So this was a study led by Shukrat-Metalopoff in our Center for Embryonic Cell and Gene Therapy at OHSU. Um, What it found was that for the first time scientists demonstrated an effective way of using a gene editing tool to correct a gene causing a disease causing mutation um, in human embryos in such a way as that would if it was applied in clinical applications it would prevent that disease from passing on to future generations wow
1: that's a pretty big deal so you know this is going to get media attention how do you prepare for that
2: Absolutely. So early on, uh, Dr. Metalopov gathered a large group of people who were in one form or another familiar with this work and included people with uh, media relations, in my case, but also other folks within the scientific community here at OHSU and described in scientific terms what the paper's key findings were. He had at that point submitted the manuscript to Nature, which had provisionally indicated that it would accept the paper and at some point publish it. As it happened, we thought that the paper would be published fairly quickly, so we quickly, in media relations, we generated a a news release um, in preparation for when the paper was published, and we were thinking in a matter of days or maybe weeks. So we turned something around fairly quickly and made sure that it had sort of a lay perspective about what the science means.
1: And then you ended up having a little more time.
2: We did. There was more peer review for this paper than initially anticipated. Um, so we were able to do a bit more in terms of providing assets for media when they ultimately publish the paper. So we were able to generate a communications plan that included both uh, the news release um, uh, question and answer for uh, researchers who, um, there were 30 some researchers uh, from OHSU, but from four other institutions around the world um, that we generated anticipated questions for this and uh, vetted responses that everybody could sort of hew to when the paper came out. Um, in addition, we were able to provide some additional assets uh, through our marketing department, we put together a couple of illustrations showing uh, the process of gene editing. In this case, gene correction. In this case, uh, we did a couple of videos. One with a question and answer uh, for Dr. Metalopov. Another that used B-roll, what's you know, standard news, uh, broadcast news um, programs use to sort of fill in um, you know scenes from the lab. Some of this kind of th- stuff. Um, So we had a number of assets that we were able to put together. We had a list of reporters, a long list that we were going to reach out to on an embargoed basis to alert them once the paper was slated for publication.
1: So you just said there was an embargo. Can you explain for our listeners what an embargo is and what it's used for?
2: Sure. So this is pretty cutting edge research. Um, Nature happens to be one of the foremost scientific publications in the world. And when they publish, they typically have a notice of about a week, when they know that that, uh, there's a date certain for when that paper is going to be published. And they don't just publish it and hope for the best, but they want to give journalists adequate opportunity to understand the paper in advance, um, to interview the relevant scientists if they can. And that was the case with this one as well. They um, provided uh, notice for journalists and provided an opportunity through a press briefing that was audio uh, from Portland and one of our scientists in Seattle um, and another researcher from Korea to weigh in and answer questions from the world's journalists who were interested in this study. And there were many people interested in this study.
1: I bet. So, media reports about the research started before that embargo lifted. What happened there?
2: Well, this was uh, big news. This is the first time in the U.S. that um, this kind of uh, gene correction therapy was administered in a human embryo. Um, so, word had leaked out, and we were proud that the work has uh, taken place here at OHSU. We're excited to share this news. This is a really dramatic and important discovery however we were surprised that it filtered out before the embargo so there was some management that had to take place in between the time when the word initially leaked and when the embargo ultimately lifted and the paper was published gotcha
1: so why didn't we break the embargo once the stories started publishing why didn't we comment
2: well we wanted to maintain the embargo set by the publication so in this case it was nature and we worked closely With the editors at nature there was discussion about whether the embargo should be lifted early whether they should publish it early but we really felt like this paper was important enough that the bottom line is we needed to make sure that journalists had adequate opportunity to digest the paper talk to the scientists understand the research and tell the story completely so we agreed with nature's assessment about this and we Um, acknowledged that work had taken place here, but that there was a peer-reviewed study that hadn't been published, and until it was published, we weren't going to say anything more about it.
1: What's next for the media team with JUCRAT?
2: Well, we continue to field interests and requests for interviews with our scientists. Um, We have a number of uh, high-impact publication and outlets who continue to interview um, Dr. Metalopoff and other researchers. The researchers are moving ahead um, with the next phase of their work Um, and they've been very good about um, being willing to answer many of the same questions over and over again um, because we want to make sure that um, all the journalists have the opportunity to hear from the the people doing the work and make sure that, that we tell the story as completely and as accurately as we can, because we do think this is cutting edge work and we want to make sure we're proud of the work and we're proud that OHSU has such a role in this. Yeah. Um, and so we want to make sure we do everything we can to, to be as upfront and transparent and to be able to tell our story completely um, to, to, to everybody who wants to listen.
1: Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk
2: to us today. Well, thanks for having me.
0: The OHSU Talent Show took place last week. We'll leave you with highlights from the event. Cue music! From
1: the classroom to the call room, be a boss soon. White coat, bright scope, not a costume. To get it right, gotta dig in deep. Priorities ain't food or sleep because I live the scrub life. Always down for... A bug fight, presented the plan, hoping that I just right. A green light, then I set the play, and I run it to the end zone
0: naturally. The head OHSU head Week head. is a production of strategic communications. Oh, 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 this episode was produced oh, yeah. and edited by Kelsey Huwalt and myself. Life is not easy. Oh oh, 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 oh oh yeah. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.
1: I'd love to be stuck on the tram with you. Wrapped in the heavens would be a dream come true. Like a tennis shoe
0: tossed on a telephone wire. We sway soft and slow while our hearts caught on fire.